Hey parents, thanks for joining us for the Flourishing Grace Students Parent Podcast. Uh, this is part two of a conversation with Benjamin and Jennifer McVeigh talking through um, the planning of how to plan to disciple your kids and just some practical things to think of whether you are just starting or you've been uh, discipling your kids for a while now. And again, the hope for this conversation is that it would be encouraging and challenging to you for you to be able to think through, okay, what does this look like in my life? So hope you enjoyed this one. If you haven't listened to the first one, I do recommend going back and listening to part one before starting part two, um, if you can, but we hope you enjoy. Let's move on into the planning portion um, a little bit. So uh, really first I would love to just hear, okay, uh, what are some things that you guys have implemented, maybe rhythms of planning for you two? Um, and also just ways where you're like, man, I, like what Benjer shared earlier, just like, man, I, I wish we had done this, or maybe it's things it's like, man, I, I kind of wish we were doing this right now that we're not. And we're, we're kind of trying to work these things in, but as far as like planning to disciple, uh, your kids and parent your kids, what are, what are some things that are, have been helpful and, and yeah, just some things that are helpful for, for other parents as well. Um, so when it comes to planning that it is very overwhelming to me, like you need to have a plan. Um, and, and, and that is important. One of the things that's really helpful for me is to think about, um, what are the most important things, um, that, that I want to have be part of my children's life. Um, especially considering what I talked about before, uh, feeling like sometimes I drive the agenda for, for my kids. And, and it's good to have a plan. Um, but to stop and think for a moment, um, what are the most important things? And, and the way I, uh, Jennifer's probably different, but the way I think about it is it's not so much here's the map, but rather um, here are the things that really, I just want to be part of my kid's life every day and part of our family rhythms. Here's the things that I want to happen, have happen regularly, weekly, monthly, um, and then here's some kind of big picture things, um, like a, uh, 13 year old road trip that we've, we've started doing, um, where I take our kids when they turn 13 on a road trip somewhere fun. Um, but, but I think when it comes to planning for me, the most important things are the daily things. Cause those are the ones that can get, get away from, from us. Mm-hmm. So for instance, one thing we do every morning, um, it's sometimes it doesn't end well. Sometimes it ends in, in fighting or yelling and something's always spilled as well. Um, but we, we walk through, um, a scripture passage and pray for each other. Right now we're going through Luke as a family. Um, sometimes it doesn't even happen today. Um, we were behind and things were happening. So we didn't even read the scripture. We just prayed for one another today Mm -hmm. and shared prayer requests. Mm -hmm. Um, but for me, um, those are the important things when it comes to planning is just, what are the things that should just be happening every day or every week? Yeah. And as I said earlier, you're discipling your kids in to be something or to, um, to love something, whether it's intentional or not. And so if you are able to intentionally provide, you know, which is what planning is, planning is being intentional, right? And so, uh, like he said, for us, what works for us is, uh, doing it around the breakfast table, which a lot of people look at us incredulously because the idea of trying to do breakfast all at the same time just seems crazy. But for us with our afternoon schedules and evening schedules and with ministry, we have a number of nights, um, at the church throughout the week. So for us, that's what works, but 
there's no plan you're going to come up with that that doesn't require reworking your schedule a little bit. You have to plan or it won't happen. And that's true for anything, any goal you have for your child, whether it's lettering in a sport and you want them to be really great at that, then that won't happen without setting aside time to practice and plan and, and, and really make sure that they're working hard at it. Same if you want them to be academically, um, you know, getting a 4.0, getting a scholarship. So the same thing is true with being a Jesus follower. It does take planning. It won't, even though we were talking and I still stand by the, the random little prayers throughout the day that aren't necessarily set aside and planned, that is very powerful, discipling your kids and having that time with them to really teach them how to follow Jesus, that that does have to be set aside for it to work. Um, and so for us, people think it's crazy that we do it in the mornings because they can't imagine that. And honestly, at first I couldn't either. I am not a morning person. You can ask Benjer how many alarms I have it is set true. in the morning. There's three of them. To at least get out of bed, get Just downstairs. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is hard, but... It is it is what is working and it and that's it took us a little while to figure that out. So, you know, six mornings a week we are having breakfast together and that means getting up a little earlier. But if you were to choose to do it at night, it would mean setting aside that time at night. And if you wanna start with just one time a week where you're meeting with your kids and you're saying Tell me what God's doing in your life. How have you been doing in your personal devotions? Here's what I'm doing in my personal devotions. And you start one time a week. Start one time a week. But again, that's still going to have to be planned. That will have to be set aside. It will not happen, especially in our culture of filling every minute with, um, you know, with different achievement things and how many different activities our kids have. But even if not, we just pick up our phones or we fill it with some other entertainment. It just won't happen unless you plan it. So I want to just say there's no easy fix. There's no, there's nothing where you're not going to have to think about where do I want to sacrifice? Where works for our family and our family's rhythm right now? And breakfast might not work for, like it wouldn't have worked for our family um, in a different season, just for this season, that's what works. And as he said, we go through uh, we've been going through Luke. We do a little bit of reading just to let you know what it looks like. You know, we sit down to breakfast, do a little bit of, um, and before when our kids were younger, we would do just like Jesus storybook Bible, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So wherever you guys are at, whatever sounds good to you. And then, you know, we just say what stood out to us and we don't have to have all the answers. It's just whatever stood out to us. And then we finish with prayer requests. What it might look like for your family is, like I said, one time a week. It could also look like right before bed. It could look uh, a lot of different ways. But again, just you're going to have to plan for it or it won't happen. Right. And the word for me, I think that, that might be helpful to others. It's not so much. Yes, we have a plan. But the word for me is habit. What are the things that we mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. do in a regular rhythm? Mm-hmm. And we're not perfect at it, but but what are the what are the things that make sense for your family um, that are habits? And and the way that I typically think about it is, if I fast forward three months, what would make a big difference for for my plan for my family if I, I planned to do this? And for you, mm-hmm. it might be starting at, at once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, and, and it's funny cause we, we talking about this plan. We don't really have a grand plan. Like, I don't know if we've ever sat down and started from the beginning or reverse engineered anything. Um, we just simply found what worked to, um, try to bring gospel centered, Jesus centered conversations, mm-hmm. um, in front of our kids as well, a family. And if you have a lot of children, the question is, when are we all home together? 
Mm. And even if we're sleeping during that time, which was what it started with for the breakfast, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. was realizing, well, what we realized was the junior hires have to get up early for school anyway. Yeah. And then we realized that the younger kids just, like most younger kids, wake up naturally, they're up anyway. Mm. And so it was just a matter of, of working around that because... You know, bedtimes for us, because, yeah, we do go from kindergarten up through ninth grade. So bedtimes are different and schedules are different all, but that was the one time. So that's a good question to me. When are we all home already at the same time? Um, Depending on, like, I think about some of the families I know whose parents work from home. Maybe it's four o'clock in the afternoon. They go home from school and that's a good rhythm. Like, it doesn't, it's not, it's not a plan for how, not a plan. It's not a. Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like a script or a um, template that how it has to look. It's just that it needs like what it just needs to be something that is planned right. for. So right, yeah, yeah. And in in the habits of the household, um, he actually talks about how you know the first couple times they started doing uh, they do a lot of stuff at bedtime, mm-hmm. um, and at first it was awkward. Like kids didn't know what to do. Yeah. Like they, and they're like, they're like beating each other up during it and like yep. all this stuff. Cause I think he has all, I think he has all boys if I'm correct in that. And so it's like, they're just, they're just, <laughs> they're just wailing on each other. He's like, stop, let's pray. You know, yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's like not happening. Sure. Um, but then like they did it for a couple months and they're, you know, they kind of like, will always say, you know, the same things and things like that too, to their kids. Like even just reassurance things of like. Hey, I love you and your mom loves you too, you mm-hmm. know, or Hey, I love you and your dad loves you too. Like if she, if she's kind of leading that, that night. And so, um, but then now like after a, a rhythm of doing that, they're asking for it. They're like, wait, like if right. something's in flux and, and they're not going to do that, they're like, Hey, like, why are we not doing this? Like mm-hmm. we do this. Right. You know? Our kids will do the same thing. This like, wait, the Bible story, you yeah. know? Um, and like you were saying, it can be awkward and weird, especially the first time I started asking, so what stood out to you from the story? And they'd be like, and and our little five-year-old will always be like, God loves me. And I'm like, yeah, that story didn't say anything about that. He does, but that wasn't what I just (laughs) Correct. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And it's certainly not always going to be like amazing. One, One thing before we move on from plan, um, uh, I know, I know a lot of parents who, have more detailed plans and again it's whatever works for you I know parents who go through like the the shorter Westminster catechism if you don't know what that is Google's your friend uh, we don't do we're not we're not that put together at the McVeigh household yeah period um, what I think the result of the plan even as poorly executed Sorry, as it's picturing. some what <laughs> what our children would say if we started asking them some of the catechism questions I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm, I was on a roll here. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it would okay. be a mess. It I'm would be so a mess. Sorry. But if it works for your family, yeah, go for it. Go New for City it. Catechism, mm-hmm. yeah. Shorter go Westminster. Ahead. Go for what it. Were That's you great. Saying? I apologize. But we've, what it what it has laid the groundwork for are, are crucial, critical conversations with our teenagers. Mm-hmm. And, and we have not, there's a lot of things we have done wrong. But... Um, the reason, and, and I don't want to discourage anybody who maybe is just getting started and, and their kids are teenagers, but as our kids have grown into teenagers, it has become easy and natural to have Jesus-centered, gospel-centered, what is God doing in your life, what is he calling you to kinds of mm-hmm. conversations um, because of how early we started. In fact, mm-hmm. um, this, this may be too long for this podcast, but a few years ago, 
um, one of our kids um, applied for a prestigious private school um, and and got in. And the question was, can we afford it? And we'll got to provide the scholarship to go to this um, private school. And and I, I was I was gung ho again. My agenda, the whole thing. Yep. But but our daughter was just like, well, Dad, if God God wants me to go, He'll just provide the scholarship. And like, she was ten. Like, yeah. This is just like the way that. Yeah. It yeah, was no. she was discipling me in that moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Turns out that he didn't want her to go there, but but she mm-hmm. she had, she didn't give it another thought because in her mind, God gave the answer. God is doing what He's doing, and and that is the best mm-hmm. thing. And for those kinds of conversations. Um, it's not because we're the most trustworthy parents or we always respond correctly. It's because we've just, that's just Point what we've done. Jesus. We've said, right. follow Jesus, don't follow us. Follow yeah. Jesus. Follow us as we're following Jesus, Beth. <laughs> right. Follow Jesus. And, like. and because we've had those conversations since they yeah. were very young, they've just yeah. been natural. But I want to just echo one thing he said really quick. If you're coming at this and you haven't been doing that, or maybe you're still trying to figure out even if you're really following Jesus and you're not really sure to do all this, that's fine. I can speak from the fact that we've had kids, foster kids, come into our home who are already pretty fully formed in a lot of things. And how amazing and powerful God is to work in them in a short mm-hmm. time. We have we have three kids who were not our biological kids who spent years in very, very different worlds without a mention of Jesus in, other than like a cuss word and you know and 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 now they they know these truths and they're they're looking towards that so not just not just the adage is never too late to start but to just encourage you that like whatever you do now is is so worth it and so powerful just starting now and nothing yeah go ahead nothing that's come before this moment has surprised god in the least and so that's true and so he knows i mean bender didn't become a christian till he was in college yeah and like the amazing things God's done with him and in his life. And so it's not just that it's never too late. It's that whatever you can do will count and is powerful. And, um, and you know, it's God doing it. So, yeah, that's great. Um, just one thing that I was thinking of as you guys were talking about just that, that rhythm of sitting down with your kids and praying with them and having a Bible say, we, we have some resources on parenting on Flourishing Grace Network slash Parent Center, for like table talk questions we have in there for mostly framed around midweek um right now but now i'm thinking i want to put some resources out there too for like because for some people it might be intimidating to to try to even though you're saying like you're not really teaching the bible necessarily in that but like you both are thinking about it more and so i'm sure there's moments where your kids are saying something and you're teaching them mm-hmm. but for some parents that might just be like man i'm i'm trying to teach myself right the bible yeah. and i'm having a hard time with that is there any other maybe resources or things that you guys have found helpful or maybe that's like even books or anything like that i mean i know i'm putting you on the spot here but anything that's helpful maybe for parents or even just to do or start with even maybe yeah so i would say um I would encourage them to not just Google answers yeah. unless they are, unless they're, I would say go to specific websites that they know are um, really Bible centered and not necessarily just a person's opinion on something that can lead sure. them away. Yeah. And so this is the one time I wouldn't say just Google as your friend on that. Right. Um, but probably the best thing to do is say, you know, 
I don't know the answer to that as a parent yeah. because that's a really good witness to them to just be like, you don't have to know it all. That's fine. And then you can, um, I don't know, feel free to chime in, Benjur, if you have uh, have different or, or more s- specific things. But you could get a study Bible and just make sure that that's because yeah. most things that are not clear, most of the Bible is actually pretty clear. Yeah. But of course there are things that are, un, you know, we're not quite sure what that means and there's cultural context or whatever. So a study Bible just in the margins will have good answers. There's cross-references in almost all Bibles. And so that just takes a little bit of bi- biblical literacy mm-hmm. to know the little um, notes by the verse and then... You can look at the other places in scripture that explain that verse or give more context. Yeah. And then, of course, there's two websites I really like. One is really simple, really easy, called BibleGateway.com. And that has um, tools and, again, cross-references, uh, multiple languages. I don't know, like 27 different languages. Um, it's just a really good place to start. If you want to go a little deeper, look at like original Greek, original Hebrew, like you're really like geeking out for doing that, which I'm not saying you need to, but just to put it out there since you asked for resources, my favorite is go to blue letter Bible dot, um, org, I believe it might become dot com, but it's blue letter Bible. Yeah. 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 And it, you can click on they it. They have an app too. Well. They have an app as well. Yeah. And it's, it's just the simplest, quickest thing to go. Oh, okay. So that is what that means. Or those are some of the, because honestly it was this week I was like, man, that doesn't sit right with me. Something I read in scripture. And I mean, I've been seminary and and have a degree from there. And I was just like, this is not sitting right. And I needed to do some more work to be like, how can I be okay with this scripture? And, um, and those were the two main things I went to was Bible gateway and then, um, the blue letter Bible stuff. Yeah. So this is even more off topic. Um, I was on topic. No, I meant like <laughs> from last time he got off topic. I oh, think. Okay. Yeah, I was referring to myself, <laughs> not yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. To be clear, um, I do have a resource, and, I, and I'll tell you what that is in a minute. But um, if if you are in that place, um, one of the things we try to celebrate in our kids as a family is when they ask a really good question. Yeah. Um, and so if that's if that's you. Um, and, and that's me sometimes like we will read something and I'll say, I don't know, or we'll get into, well, I think this is what it means. And, uh, and Jennifer will say, well, I disagree. I think it's what this means. Like sometimes, sometimes, um, it isn't readily apparent and God wants us. This is so important. God wants us to ask really good questions of him, uh, of the Bible text of who Jesus is, of what he means for our life. And so celebrate that. And um, we don't do this as a family, so this is one of those things where maybe it's a terrible idea. But if you find yourself asking yourself a lot of questions and your kids are asking a lot of questions and you're not sure where to go, start a list of questions and celebrate that as a family. Say, man, God wants us to come to him with our questions. And questions Mm -hmm. are good Mm -hmm. um, and they are acceptable. Um, If we're honest in in our culture, sometimes questions when it comes to religion are not um, uh, always uh, accepted. So we, we need to build a culture where... God gave us three and a half pounds of brain for good reasons, so we should ask good questions. If you do want to start somewhere, a book that I love that I've read time and time again um, is uh, it's called How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth um, by uh, Gordon Fee and Douglas Stewart. Um, it is, it's not terribly long, but it, it will 
um, kind of help you, like, what's the difference between the Gospels, which are biographies of Jesus, and Paul's letters, and then the Psalms, um, and uh, it's, a, it's a good place to start if, you, if you're like, man, I want to just know a little bit more about this, but mm-hmm. I don't want a master's degree. That's a great step one. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it can probably really easily get just overwhelming as mm-hmm. far as I, 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 that's actually probably in the top five of things I've heard from parents. Like I'm not a Bible teacher. So how do yeah. I, you know, and right. I think the misunderstanding in that is like that you have to be yeah. a Bible teacher. Right. And uh, a lot of it too is like, as you're, you guys said this multiple times, as you guys, as you are, um, you know, growing in your relationship with Jesus, like sharing those things with your kids as well. And in those things, like teaching your kids, I think is really, yeah, honestly, this is going to sound so dorky, but the best way to be a discipler of your kids is to be a disciple yourself. Yeah. And in that you will disciple your kids. And I think we've danced around this again, way off topic, you can decide if you want to, but we're we're dancing this balancing line because we are imperfect parents between and this is really what's worked well for us and this is what I think you should do and um, realizing that if you throw all this on somebody at once yeah. Yeah. it can be really overwhelming right. which yeah. is the exact opposite of what we're mm-hmm. trying to do mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> yeah I mean I remember when I first had Bethany our, our oldest my first child and just. I was like, every time I, I feed her, I'm going to pray the whole time for her. And I was like praying for a future husband and she's like, you know, three weeks old and whatever. And just like this huge pressure. And it, and it really didn't get me anywhere. (laughs) It didn't obviously get her very far either. And the more pressure I put on myself to be perfect, the harder it is to be patient, loving, kind, and gentle. The more pressure I put on myself to be omniscient and omnipresent and like all of the things that God and only God can do for our kids, uh, the harder it is for me to parent in a, in a kind and loving and patient way. So, um, start where you're at, just like we were saying, like I was saying with uh, physical fitness versus spiritual fitness. And if, if what you can get from this is, you know what, I'm going to just start reading my Bible and maybe I'll invite them into it later. That's fine. The one thing I would say is to, to keep in mind, though, is to start today as much as you can just throughout the day is the prayer. That is what's mm-hmm. going to change more than anything. Not the scripture isn't powerful. It is. It's sharper than a two-edged sword, and it's living, alive, and active um, for sure. I'm just saying it can be overwhelming, and I think talking to God can be a lot more accessible. And I just want to encourage you to start there, too, because he'll lead you to his word, too, if you're in prayer regularly. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, hey, um, just kind of f- final thoughts on, because I think we've talked a lot about in the, as we've been talking, the realm of proceeding, either starting, you guys talked a lot about if you haven't started, here's like some good things. Um, and also if you have, like here's some ways to continue to move on. But just final thoughts from both of you guys, maybe really I want this to be just encouraging and uh, like how can, uh, what's something you can say, uh, to just encourage other parents and to keep going or to start uh, just doing these things. I know you've kind of already said a little bit of that, but does that make sense? Pick one thing, and when you have been consistent with that one thing, set, it, set a time on the calendar. Be like, by Christmas, by uh, in one month, by whatever it is, and then look at it and go, okay, what 
how I've done really good with this one thing and, and get, use that to get momentum. There's a concept called a flywheel, which is hard for me to describe on a podcast, but if you can imagine a, a, like a circle and there's a handle at the top of the circle and you need, and the, the handle is at the very top and you need to crank it all the way around 360 degrees. And then as you keep cranking it, it'll keep going. Okay. Gentlemen, stop me if I'm not making sense <laughs> from an auditory uh, description. But as you grab the top of this flywheel, the first crank is the hardest and especially get at the bottom and then you have to bring it back up again. That is where you're going to exert the most pressure. But then as you go around again, it's less effort and less effort until you're only barely touching the handle at the top to keep the the flywheel moving to keep it circulating and I think that that's a lot of like why we're saying habits right because it's a habit it's something that you do automatically and it only takes a little bit of nudging but that first crank of the flywheel and the first couple of after that are where you're it's going to be like the hardest just again it's like physical fitness that's also the hardest too. just get started on it and and as you do that then you're going to find momentum yeah yeah i would say give yourself grace especially for what's come before yeah um i'm the kind of person that if i um have any kind of thing coming up that i need to accomplish uh, the first thing i will think about is, well, what should I have been doing for the last two weeks to, to do this? And, and the same can be true of parenting. If you've got a five-year-old, if you've got a 10-year-old, maybe your kids are just about graduated from, from high school or even older, um, it's, it's easy to just be completely discouraged by what's come before. Um, as Jennifer said, I didn't, I didn't grow up in a, a household that talked about Jesus. So um, you know, I didn't become a Christian until I was in college. Um, and, and God had a plan for that. And God has a plan for your kids. Mm -hmm. Um, it is not based on your effort. We have talked a lot about things that we ought to be doing. And that's true because God wants to partner with us as, uh, as we parent and as we disciple our kids, because his desires for our kids heart. Um, but it is ultimately him that is working and not us. And so give yourself grace. Um, maybe you do need to ask for forgiveness. Maybe, maybe you have had, priorities that you realize oh, those it's not just that like I wasted some time that was those were wrong um great ask for forgiveness and receive that mm -hmm. grace um mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. all all parenting is, is really grace um and and it will be you could mm -hmm. have the best plan and the best intentions and you know tomorrow you're gonna screw up again ask for grace because God mm -hmm. um God wants to give you that um, he longs to give it to you yeah he doesn't long to punish you. He longs to have a relationship with you and to love you. Yep. And he loves your kids more than, more than you do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that's really good. Cause as you give yourself grace, you'll be able to extend that to your kids more For too. Sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Cause For you'll sure. recognize, uh, you know, what God is, is graciously giving you and yep. you'll know, work that into your parenting as well. Well, guys, I really appreciate you being on. Um, Super cool uh, and, and super thankful for y'all's just input and, and honesty about parenting as well. And uh, looking forward to more conversations. We're happy to yeah, do it. I'm a little sure. disappointed you. you didn't give us the opportunity to embarrass our children, but maybe next time. Well, maybe next time. Okay. We'll do a whole podcast on just... Oh I've got a lot God. of stories. No. <laughs> Girls and our one boy, I will protect you. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, parents, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, next time, uh, we are going to be talking specifically about technology um, with our 
spiritual formation, uh, measure of spiritual formation, Brett Turner. Um, and so we'll be doing that for the next couple of weeks going into December. Uh, but we hope you join us for that. And we'll catch you soon.